Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. God is awesome and he's wonderful. We just give him all the praise and all the glory on this morning. As we said on today, um, uh, this we're, we're doing some remodeling, some different things here in the building. So we thank y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for hanging in here with us. Amen. 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 Praise God for you guys. Just a couple of announcements. Um, one of the announcements is uh, we will be um, we will be having uh, our food pantry this Thursday. This Thursday, we normally do it during the day, but it's going to be from five to seven. From five to seven. So, uh, any of you who are watching us uh, via social media, um, spread the word. From five to seven, this this uh, Thursday. We're going to be 5 to 7 p.m. We're going to be doing um, uh, our food pantry, which the 11th. Thank you, Pastor Robert. Um, the 11th, we're going to be doing it. So any volunteers that we can get would be uh, grateful because we're going to need help packing the bags. If you're early during the day, let me know. We'll make it up here so we can get the bags packed so that we can be ready to serve um, our friends when they come in to pick up their food. We are having USDA products, so that is going to be wonderful, wonderful. I will be, uh, that will be getting picked up on tomorrow um, so that it will be here for um, Thursday. Um, we also want to say on August the 26th, I think it is, August the 26th, we are going to be having our back-to-school giveaway. Um, yes, August the 26th from 6 to 8. From 6 to 8, uh, backpacks have already been purchased. A hundred and over a hundred and some backpacks are going to be purchased. I talked to someone on yesterday. We're hoping to have some uh, snow cone machine, popcorn, cotton candy machines. We're just going to have a whole night of fun from 6 to 8 on uh, Friday, August the 26th. Um, and then if you are wanting to just uh, join with us on a Wednesday night, on Wednesdays we have, um, we have what you call our Empowerment Wednesday. We do it virtually. And right now we are studying about our spiritual maintenance plan, how to keep ourselves spiritually fit. We have to have a game plan, got to have a game plan. And so we just appreciate you uh, for those of you who are up there with us on Wednesday, um, and we invite you, if you'd like to know, just put in the chat, um, share our video, just, just share it, just tell somebody about it, uh, let, let people know the Open Altar Worship Center is, is online, and, and we are here located at 4992 Euclid Road, and if you would like to just uh, fellowship with us, come on out, sweet A, sweet A. Um, also, uh, one of the things that we do, we believe, we believe in worshiping God through our giving because we understand that when we give, when we sow unto the Lord, it keeps a covering over our finances. It opens up the door for him to be able to do the things that he needs to do. Think about it. When, when, when you have something in your hand and you don't release it, nobody is able to get anything in. Nobody's able to get 
get anything out. And so when we release it, it opens up the hand of God to move in those situations. It, move, it removes the hand of the enemy. He can't hold us bondage because our daddy, we're sowing. Remember last week I said that we are making the biggest investment when we sow our tithes and our, fin- and our offerings into uh, uh, the ministry and into God. Uh, he returns it back to us a hundredfold. Um, and so we praise God. We, we thank God for your giving. Thank God for all that he's doing here at Open Altar Worship Center. Um, I'm going to get into the message. Uh, let me read. Let's, we're gonna, it's a continuation from last Sunday. Exodus 28 um, through 11. Exodus 28 through 11. That was our launching scripture. Exodus 28 through 11. It says to remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for ordinary work. Remember what I said. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household, listen, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and your female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. That means some people. Come on, y'all, be with me. Does that say some? It says Everybody, everybody in your house is to observe the Sabbath. It says you got six days to work, but on the Sabbath, which is the seventh day, is for, work, for rest. It says for in six days, listen to this, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as Holy. So as part of our sermon series, Recharge, we're going to be talking about Plugged In Part 2. Plugged In Part 2. Father God, we just praise you and we thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to stand before the people of God, to uh, just be used as your vessel to share the word, to expound on the word. God, I pray, Father, that we leave here encouraged, leave here with some tools in our toolbox that helps to build us up, helps us to think differently, helps us to act differently, helps us to behave differently, mature us in you through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I just want to give honor to my husband, Pastor Robert Spady. He uh, is such a wonderful husband. Come on, y'all. Come on. He stands beside me in leadership. We stand with each other. It's not no him here and me. We stand with each other. So when you see one coming, you see the other one coming. Amen. Amen. And I thank all, I thank God for all of the volunteers, the the media staff, the musicians. I just really thank God for everybody for all that you do, all that you do. So on last week, um, just to give you a little bit about what we talked about, we talked about what? Everybody that has a cell phone, lift it up. Everybody that has a cell phone, lift up your cell phone. Yeah lift it up now tap your cell phone 
Is it, is it, is it, is it running or is it dead? It's got some juice to it, right? Why does it have juice? It has juice because why? You plugged it in last night. You charged it. You put it into a power source. But had you not put it, plugged it in last night, depending on how much you used it last night, what would happen? You would wake up and your cell phone will be dead. We have to constantly charge our devices, our computers, our iPads. Everything nowadays runs by a what? A charge. Has to have some form of electricity, some form to give it the the, the oomph that it needs. Now, let me share something with you. If your cell phone is dead, what what use is it to you? None whatsoever. It's useless. We use our cell phone for navigations. That's what we talked about on last week. We use it for checking emails. We use it for a whole lot of things. Now, looking at the cell phone and looking at our own lives, if we are burnt out, if we are drained, if we are uh, 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 stressed out, concerned about too many things, we become useless. Situations, people drain us. Uh, uh, I just want to take a poll. What are, what are some things that, that sometimes make you feel drained? Come on, y'all, just, just shout it out. Sun. She said the sun. Okay, too much. Sun is good, but too much of it can drain you. We felt that the other week when we were distributing food. We had to take a breather because it was too hot. What are some other things that may cause you to feel drained? Come on, y'all. Okay, y'all don't feel drained at all. Family. Family can cause you to feel drained. I got one thing. Work can cause me to feel drained. Seriously, uh, the wrong appetite can cause me to feel drained. If I have a bad appetite and I'm eating everything and I'm not eating the right thing, it can cause me to feel drained. Even sometimes lack of exercise can cause us to feel drained, not only physically, but also spiritually. It can cause us to feel drained. Let me share something with you. A poor appetite spiritually can cause you to be drained, can cause you to feel drained. And, and for me, last Sunday, I had, to, I had to take note of my own message because I went home, and normally on Sundays, I'm always doing something. But as Pastor Robert, I sat down, didn't do nothing. Did I cook last weekend? Yeah. But, but, but I, I mean, it was so easy to cook. And by the time I cooked, I was out like a light. I'm literally, and I don't do, I had, to, I could not tell you what to do. And I don't do it. My, last week, I sat down and did absolutely nothing enjoyed myself sleeping didn't feel guilty about it didn't feel guilty another thing that can cause us to feel drained or 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 lose the energy and the 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 thing that we need to keep moving is constantly being worried about things 
How is this going to get done? How am I going to do this? I got this over here. Constantly being worried can cause you to be pulled down mentally, emotionally, and physically. Just like this cell phone has a fixed capacity of runtime. You ever seen it? Right now, my phone uh, uh, says it's, it's what, at 91%. So it has a fixed runtime, 100%. Then it gets down to lower and lower. The more that you use it, the more that it's running. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Even with this here, with your phones, with your devices, the more applications that you have open, listen to this now, the more applications that you have open, the more pull that it has on your battery. So in other words, the more stuff that you have going on in your life, the more things that you are being concerned about, the more that you're putting on your plate, the amount of stuff you got going on in your life is constantly pulling on that battery Mm. we don't have a long term storage so I ask you this question how often are you plugging in how long are you staying plugged in (laughs) see when you're not plugged in spiritually when you're working at a 5% or, or, or at a lower percent, it limits your effectiveness, your endurance, and how much output you can. You have a, 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 a matter of fact, I had, when I went away, my battery was low. And so in order to conserve battery, I put it on low power mode. But because when I put it, anybody ever did that? Put it on low power mode, but although you put it on low power mode, there are certain applications that you cannot run because it's on low power mode. And see, there's certain applications that God wants to do in your life. There's certain things that God wants to do in your life, but you are on low power mode. (laughs) What percent are you working at? You working at 5%? 95%? God wants us to rest. He wants us to process and he wants us to grow. That's what he wants us to do. I said on last week that our need for God is not a defect. God intended for us to connect, to stay plugged in with him. Let's look at Romans um, 9.20. I saw this this week and it just, I had to take a look at it. Romans 9 and 20 says, listen, and I don't know if it's in their um, media team. He says, but what do you think you're able to second guess God? How could a human being molded out of clay say to the one who molded him, God made you. Why in the world did you make me this way? Do you ever tell God, God, why did you make me this way? Why would, a, why would the created thing go to the maker of that thing and say, why did you create me this way? And then it says, or are you denying the right, listen, the right of the potter to make out of clay whatever he wants. God made us. So what you have inside of you, he created it. 
He created you to be just the way that you are. So stop trying to be like somebody else. He created you because he needed you. And it says, doesn't the potter have the right to make from some, the same lump of clay an elegant vase or an ordinary pot? He has the right to do anything that he wants. So in other words, we are God's masterpiece. We are, he is our manufacturer and he made us just the way that we should be. Just the way that we should be. So let me ask you a question. We're talking about plugged in. At times we plug into the wrong power outlet, okay? We're plugging in to outlets that were not even created. Remember last week I showed you the cord and I showed you that you're like, oh yeah, you could plug this in. And then all of a sudden I took the cap off and it's like, "Uh uh-oh, no, I can't, you know, Plugging in to the wrong source. I gave you the uh, scenario of when we were away, me and my sister, and we kept plugging in to outlets that had no juice to it. Y'all ever done that? Wait a minute. This outlet ain't working. Or this cord is broken. And so you got to switch. We are trying to plug in to things and other people. Look, what are you plugging into thinking that it's going to give you what you need? Is it a person? Is it a thing? Is it your career? Is it, is it, I got to do this? And I, I, I have to go back to, to, uh, to work because me, Pastor Robert will tell you I can overwhelm myself. So I'm just speaking from my own point of view. I don't know how to offload. Or it's like I'm taking on too many things and not saying yes. So am I plugging into the ability or to the reason to say yes because I don't want to disappoint somebody? I want to try to help everybody. And so therefore it leaves me feeling drained. So let's go. First point that I had on last week was, um, was acknowledging or recognizing the need to plug in. Acknowledging or recognizing the need to plug in. And Deuteronomy 8 and 2 says, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years. He said, humbling and testing you to prove your character, to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. God did this. God said, you know, he told the children of Israel, he says, look, wandering around 40 days and 40 nights. But check this out. It says, led you through the wilderness. God leads us. He humbles us and he, 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 it, he tests us. It's testing to what? It's not to no avail, but it's to prove our character. Our character. God wants our character to be proved. You don't want a, a, a you don't want to buy a product and it ain't been tested yet. And it says to find out whether or not you would obey. And then he told him, he says, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. What do you mean God would let me go hungry? But then he let him go hungry. But then he said he fed him with manna. But this is what blew my mind. Manna is said a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. God is wanting to give you some things that you ain't never seen before. 
God is wanting to show you some things that you ain't never seen before. He wants to draw. Look, it said it here. Unknown. Some unknown things. God wants to show you. God wants to give you. Because why? It says that he did it. He does it so that he can help you to understand that man does not live by bread alone. So if you are accustomed to something, then you're like, oh, yeah, you can go back and get it. But if you get something that's fresh and that's new, you're going to say, Lord knows, I know God gave this to me. And you're going to keep going back to God because you know that God is the only one that can supply you peace. You know that God is the only one that can give you joy. You know that God is the only one that can give you hope. You know that God is the only one that can heal your body. You're not looking to a a, a bottle. You're not looking to drugs. You're not looking to a person. God is your source. Man doesn't live by bread alone. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So my point number two for this week. Point number two is plug into the right source. Plug into the right source. What do I mean? I mean, a lot of times when we're dealing with situations or when we're feeling drained, some people may turn to drugs. Some people may turn to alcohol. Some people may even turn to habits. When we're feeling drained, sometimes we can turn to other people because we think, oh, let me just get around them and, you know, all the source. What's your source? And and I can't answer that for you. It's like when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling like, Lord, I need something different. When I, 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 I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. I don't feel like I'm as effective as I used to be. What are you plugging into? What source are you plugging into? Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says that every scripture has been written by who? By the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. Listen to what the word, plug in. What am I saying? Plug into the word. Stop plugging into, well, let me just hear what pastor got to say. And you only plug in on Sunday mornings. But it says every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. What will it do? It will empower you. It will empower you. How? By its instruction, it's going to instruct you. And then in areas, it's going to correct you. So instruction, I'm going to show you what to do. But then there's some things that you're doing that I need to correct you on. I need to correct your thinking. I need to correct you the way you're acting. It's going to instruct you. It's going to empower you. And it's going to instruct and correct you. Then it says, giving you the strength to do what? To take the right direction. You got something in your life that you've been praying and saying, Lord, you know, what do I do? What do I do? You know, how, 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 where do I go? What, what, what? God says this word, his word is going to give you the strength to take the right direction. Y'all with me on this? And then not only that, look at this. It's going to lead you deeper 
into a path of godliness. It's going to take you from the surface and it's going to bring you down deeper so that you're not easily moved when the wind blows. When, when there's a hard rain, stuff is not going to get washed away. It's going to take you deeper in the path of godliness. Where you used to get upset and irritated because somebody said something to you that was wrong. When you get into the word of God, it's going to take you deeper so that you are moving along the path of godliness. Y'all with me? Think about this now. And then it says, also, remember I talked about when we are, when, when we are plugged in and when we are working at full capacity, I talked about us being effective. And so it says, then you will be God's servant. What? Fully mature, perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment that God gives you. Whatever assignment that God has, when you plug into his word, when you allow the Holy Spirit to draw you to him and to draw into his word, it says that any assignment that God gives you, you're going to be able to do it. So you got some things that that's wearing you down. Maybe you need to ask yourself, is that a God assignment or is that a Wendy assignment? Is that a God assignment or is that an assignment that I just took on because, I, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to do it? Honestly, that's what we have to look at. We got to think of those things. So Hebrews 4 and 12, I want to just kind of get this in you. It says, for we have the living word of God. Listen what the, and what, okay, so listen to what I'm saying. What am I telling you guys to plug into? Come on, y'all. The word. So the right source is the word of God. Come on, say it with me. The source is what? The source is what? So we should be plugging into what? The word of God. So it says, for we have the living word of God. It's full of energy. It's not going to drain you. It's full of energy. It pierces. And I'm just going to go through here. I pointed out something. It penetrates to the very core of our being. It gets down to the root of the matter. You know, you're like, oh, God. You know, it, it digs deep. See, we see stuff surface, but the word of God will dig down deep. Y'all ever been reading the word of God and it's like it just jumps out at you? Ever been there? That's the word penetrating deep to the very core of your being. And then look, it interprets and it reveals. You want to know what to do? You want to know the decisions that you should be making? Go to the source. Go to the word of God. It's going to interpret and it's going to reveal the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. (laughs) You want to know God? You know, David said, search me, Lord, right? See if there's anything in me that's wicked. You know, clean me up. That's what we have to do. The word of God will do that. It will, it will literally go in and search us out. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, it says, don't be afraid for I'm with you. But listen, it says, don't be discouraged for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. Need help on this morning? God says, come. I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you up with my victorious 
right hand. I'm going to hold you with my victorious right hand. I'm going to hold you. Not, not, not Pastor Robert. Not Pastor Wendy. But God's going to do it. And the reason why the Lord said that is because a lot of times when we go through situations, when we go through things, when we're approaching almost impossible situations, like the people of Israel were, they, 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 they were approaching danger. And so what they did was they made an idol. They fashioned an idol for themselves to worship. When we understand that God is there with us, we won't move so hastily to, to come up with other things to satisfy what needs to happen. Case in point, think about it. It's like, um, I just use finances. You got a bill that's due. You're looking at your checkbook and you're looking at the bill. You don't have enough in your bank account to satisfy the bill. So what happens? You begin to worry. You begin to say, okay, what am I going to do? You begin to try to take matters into your own hands. Am I right? Because you want to make sure that it's, and then you start going to other people. So what you have now done is instead of you turning to God, you have now fashioned an idol and said, I could do it myself. You have now said, look, you know what, God, I, I, I believe in you. But look, right this over here, this is what I'm going to turn to because I got a need right now. Instead of saying, God, you're going to supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. He's there to help us. He's there to empower us. He's there to let us know, wait a minute, you, I, I'm with you. All you have to do is ask. And I told you this story. I was, a, I was facing an impossible situation. And I got up that morning, I said, look, and I told my girlfriend that this week. I said, look, you know, I told her exactly how I prayed. I said, God, I don't know how it's going to do it. I don't like the weight of what this is making me feel like. It's just, I mean, Lord, I need your help. I'm your daughter. And I told him, I'm your daughter. You have everything that I need. And I, I need to see a tangible expression of me being your daughter. I told him just like that. And within two days, he sent the answer and the provision. Because I was like, look, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to deal with this. That's the way we have to do it. We have to say, look, you know, God, I'm just honest with you. Psalms 119, 105 says, true shining light guides me in my choices. I'm trying to nail this home, the right source, the right source, plugging into the right source. The light guides me in choices. Y'all see that? Not only in choices, but decisions. Stop trying to make decisions outside of God. We do it all the time. We're all guilty of it. Amen. We are guilty of it. We are guilty of making decisions outside of God. We're, decision, we're, we're guilty of making decisions out of a place of fear versus faith. We are into making decisions out of, of, of peer pressure. Seriously. 
Well, if I make this decision that everybody's not going to, uh, what are they going to say? I don't care what they say. I'm being honest. Some of us are not there yet, but we have to learn that, okay, look, God, you're going to guide me. And if I know that you have given me this, I know that if I'm walking and doing what you told me to do, then that means that no demon in hell can come. They're going to come up against me, but it's going to prosper. Remember? The word says that. The word says that whatever we put our hands to do after he has told us to do it, it is going to prosper if he told us to do it. So I want you to take an inventory of your life. What's not prospering in your life that you're doing right now? Uh-oh. What are you doing? What are you spending energy on that you're not really even seeing a profit on? Hmm, worry. Seriously. There are some things in our life we need to take an inventory. God, what am I doing? Let me take an inventory. This is pr- being prosperous and this is not. In a business model, we, 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 do, um, we do analysis and things like that. And what we do is we may try a project or you may try a, a something, but if you see that it's not producing, then what you need to do is let it go and then actually put more energy into that which is producing. It's the same thing spiritually. So what in your life is not producing? So the word is able to to guide us. and, And I put this, it says the word guides us negatively. Teaching us how to let go of certain behaviors and habits. But then it also guides us positively by showing us the right way to go. Showing us things that we need to do. Okay? And I'm almost done. So I want to ask, why do we need to plug in? Why would we need to plug into any source if God said that he's all of this? Why would you want to do that? If God says, I'm all that you need. I'm Abba, Father. Why would you want to plug into anything else? Because our natural man likes to feel something. Our natural man likes to see something our natural man likes to experience something and so therefore because our natural man wants it we have to try to find something tangible to satisfy I'm just being honest it's like it's hard to sit here and and sometimes say you know what I'm believing in God but you don't see nothing happening so Am I right? We like something natural to plug into. We like to plug into something natural. Last point, and I'm going to close on this after this. It says, how do we plug in? How to plug in? How many times a day do you plug your cell phone in? Just just anybody. Twice a day. How, how, how Jaden, how, how often you plug your cell phone in? Five times a day. Just once. Five times a day because he's playing games on his. He's, he's, he's doing things with it. There's sometimes that you're going to plug your phone in five times a day like Jaden. There's sometimes you're going to plug it in once because you ain't using it. There's sometimes you're going to plug it in twice a day. 
And then there's some days you're not going to plug it in at all until you get ready to go to bed at night. So this, how do we plug in? Let's look at Luke 15 through 16. And it says, after this miracle, the news about Jesus spread even farther. Massive crowds continually gathered to hear hear him speak and to be healed from their illness. Massive crowds. But Jesus often slipped away from them and went into a wilderness to pray. How do you plug in? You get away from everything and everybody. And you get with your father to pray to pour out your heart to him. Massive crowds. You can't, it's like everybody around you all the time. The phone constantly ringing. People constantly pulling on you. You got to get away. You can't last that way forever. Jesus said he got away. The word says that Jesus got a way to do what? To pray. It's just not one time a day I got up in the morning and I said my prayers. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling just, you know, like, oh, I just, I need a moment. Then you, that's the moment that you need to just stop everything that you're doing and take a moment to pray. Yesterday got home and, and Pastor Robert, uh, he came home and I was in my office and, he, and I said, mm. he said, uh, I said, um, I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready to go to sleep. And so he didn't say anything because I knew what that meant. He was like, well, in his mind, I, he was saying, if you're ready to go to sleep, then take a nap. That's that. I mean, and so I said, well, what are you getting ready to do? <laughs> he said, I'm getting ready to do what you're thinking about doing. <laughs> and he took a nap. He went up in his, in his office and he shut the door and he turned on the fan to drown out all of my noises going on downstairs and he took a nap. And he woke up later on and I'm still sitting in the chair, had not taken a nap, had still working on something, had found a movie on television and I was watching a movie. But he took a nap because he knew the value of going away and plugging in. He knew that value. He did. He knew the value. When, and, and let me share something with you. When those moments come, don't put it off. Because if you put it off, you're going to miss an opportunity. You're going to miss the opportunity like I did. Because after he got up, then I needed, I wanted to cook. I had some steaks I wanted to cook. I lost my opportunity to rest. So let's look at, um, let's look at Luke. Y'all getting anything? Let's look at Luke. Um, uh, would you say, Paul? <laughs> Luke 16, 12, and 13 says, After this, Jesus went up into the hills to spend the whole night in prayer to God. At daybreak, he called together all of his followers, his disciples, and selected twelve, from, uh, or all of the followers, and selected twelve from them, 
and he appointed them to be his apostles. Let me share something with you. Before you make an important decision, you need to plug in. Jesus understood the value of getting away in prayer and plugging in before he made an important decision. How much more do we need to do the very same thing? Stop making decisions on your own. And stop making decisions going and getting other people's opinions. Get the opinion of God. Get the advice of God. Get the leadership of God. Because when you have, when you know that God has told you something, nobody's going to stop you. Like you're going to be like a pit bull. You're going to hold on to it. I don't care what you say. I know God told me to do it. And I look, it don't matter what anybody else says. I'm going to do it. Well, you, look, and they, all the naysayers, well, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to do this. It ain't going to do that. See, a lot of times we make decisions based upon the opinions of other people. When God's saying, look, my opinion is the only one that matters. My opinion is the only one that matters. We're impulsive and we make decisions a lot of times out of the guidance of God. And then when we're wondering why we got to go back and do it all over again. I, I love Pastor Robert because, and I tell him, he, I say he's MacGyver. The reason why I say he's MacGyver is because of the simple fact is that I can say, hey, honey, um, I'm thinking of this, this, and this, and this, and especially when it comes to carpentry and figuring things out. And I give it to him, and next thing I know, I'm like, whoa, you came up with all of that? It's like literally I know that Holy Spirit has downloaded him the, the actual schematics, the actual diagrams, the actual uh, blueprint of how to do it. And when I come in, and I'm going to tell you what he does. When I come in, and I was like, well, honey, so he, he'll turn around and say, I got this. I'm like, well, uh, don't you think? And he says, I'm going to do this. He said, you just go ahead on and go and do something else. And then when I come back, literally, it's boom. It blows your mind. Am I right? Y'all done seen it happen. So it's, and what I'm saying is, I know that God gives him the creativity. I know that God gives him the ability to do it. And so when he does it, it's not like me. I would have to go undo it and refix it with him. It's up to stay. It's not going, it's not going to come down. All right. I don't know how I got there. But I'm talking about plugging in, plugging in, plugging in, plugging in, plugging in through prayer, plugging in through getting alone time. Mark 1 and 35 says the next morning, Jesus got up long before daylight, left the house while it was dark and made his way to where? A secluded place, a place that was crowded, place that had plenty of people. He said it's a secluded place to pray, to give himself to prayer. Sometimes we're like, I ain't got nothing to say. Well, give yourself anyway. Give yourself anyway. It's like, I, I, I mean, I'm just here. There's some mornings I get up and there's some times that I don't have nothing to say, but I'm going to get there anyway. I'm just going to sit there, let some music play, 
some, you know, some, 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 you know, worship music. And I'm just going to sit there. There's sometimes that I don't even know what to pray. And there's this app on my phone that I, uh, on YouTube. And I'll just let them pray for me. And then I'll agree with them and what they're saying. But I'm getting away. I'm getting to the place where I can receive my instructions for the day. Stop trying to start your day and you don't have no instructions. Stop trying to start your week by you having your little planner out and your calendar out and you have all your to-dos. It's like, no, let God plan your week. Let God plan your day. And this is my last scripture, Mark 6, 46 through 51. This is what real, I, I, I looked at this. It says, so he dispersed the crowd and said goodbye to his disciples. Now he said goodbye. Then he slipped away to the mountain to pray. He told his disciples, he said, look, he said, y'all go head on over and I'm going to meet you on the other side. That's verse um, um, 45. But in verse 46, his disciples had done got into the boat and um, he said, I'm going to meet you to Bethsaida. He says, uh, verse 46, he dispersed the crowd. He got in, told his disciples, bye. They're on their way across. And it says, as night fell, the boat was in the middle of the lake. And Jesus was alone on land. This, I, I, I looked at this so many times. I've read it. But it never came to, it just like the Holy Spirit just brought it to my, um, my, my uh, revelation came. It says, the wind was against the disciples. And he could see where was Jesus at come on y'all where did I say Jesus was at he was he was where he was in the mountain where was the disciples at he was they were on the boat so Jesus was alone on land but the boat the disciples was in the boat Jesus could see at night what was going on in the water And he saw that they were straining at the oars, trying to make headway. Let me share something with you. God sees that you're trying to make headway. God sees that you're struggling. God sees that you're dealing with this. God sees it. And it says, when it was almost morning, now he let them just struggle through the night. He let them strain. He let them go through. And he's still on the mountain. He says, I don't care what they're going through right now. I know they're going to be all right. I'm going to stay right here and stay with my father and talk to my father. Sometimes we're looking for God to come right here and now. But God said, I see you're struggling. I see you're straining says when it was almost morning here come Jesus walking the surface of the water <laughs> look at this this translation says and he started to pass by them now I'm over here going through and you mean to tell me you gonna pass by me <laughs> why Jesus, don't you see me? Everybody else is getting blessed. 
Everybody else is moving forward. God, don't you see me over here still struggling? Don't you see me over here? I've been praying for you for years and years. And here it is. This person ain't just coming to the Lord. This person and already they got this. And I've been praying for a new car. And God, I ain't got no new car. And they come, oh, I got me a new car today. Well, I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been sowing my tithes. I've been doing everything. What do you mean, God? Like he going to pass you by. He started to pass them by. See, that was, that's the mindset. And then look at this. It says, when they all saw him walking the waves, they thought he was a ghost and screamed out in terror. But he said to them at once, look, don't yield to fear. Stop yielding to fear. Stop yielding to fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear will cause you to stay in place. He says, have courage. It's really me. And look at this. And then he climbed into, he, then he came closer and climbed into the boat with him. And immediately the stormy wind became still. Get into the boat with Jesus. Allow Jesus into your boat. Allow Jesus into your boat. He sees your struggles. Connecting with him. He's the power source. He's the one we need to stay connected to. And I think of the scripture that says now faith. Brings our hope into reality. Faith brings our hope into reality and it becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. What am I saying? What have you been asking God for? What have you been seeking God for? What is it? How much time are you spending in his face? I want you to get that thing in your mind right now that you have been praying and asking God for. Praying and asking God for. Listen, I said faith brings hope into reality. So right now, what you've been asking God for is not a reality. It has not manifested. How many of you in here have been praying and asking God to manifest some things in your life? Amen. Everybody's hands should be going up. Praying and asking God to manifest some things in your life, to deliver you from some things, right? But we're so busy holding on to the past. We're so busy living into what we can see, holding on to things that God has told us to let go, holding on to people that he said let go. We're constantly looking back to things that God has already delivered us from. Now, anybody asking God for anything in here? I guess nobody want anything from the Lord. Come on, y'all. Got to make this real. I know I'm asking. I got a long list of things for God. I got a long list of things. 
Now what I want you to do, because I had to do it this week, I had to take my mind to those things that I have been asking God for and those things that I've been asking God to do in my life. I got up one morning, I think it was thir- uh, Wednesday morning, and I started rejoicing and praising God as if it had already manifested. I got so thankful. I was like, God, I thank you. I mean, I, I'm literally, I don't know where it all came from, but I was like, wow. I, I was just so overjoyed and in my mind I even saw myself walking in those things I even saw myself receiving those things I even just began to sit there and 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 feel it and touch it I didn't have it physically but in my mind I began to actually see myself as walking in what God had already said that was mine my emotions, my, my mental state, everything, I put myself in the moment of already receiving it. I didn't wait. I don't have it yet. And see, and that's what faith is. When you go and you plug into God and you can pour out your heart, you leave there saying, you know what? It, it's already done. I don't have to worry about it. It's, it's, it's done. It's done. I, I, I put faith is receiving what God has for us before we actually see it manifested. Faith makes things hope uh, makes things hope for as real as if we already have it. Faith brings the future within the present and makes the invisible seen. So those things, plugging in, walk in faith, plug in. When you go to God, believe. That he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? And I'm closing because I am way over time. Way over time. But I wanted to get this to you. I thank you all for your patience today. I do thank you for your patience. Praise God. I, I pray that this word has touched somebody's heart on today, even through social media. I'm just going to say a closing prayer. Father, we just praise you. We thank you for today. We give you glory and honor. Thank you for your word that we, were, that we are able to just dive in. God, help us to stay plugged in. Help us to stay plugged into the right source. Lord, let us uh, uh, do self-care and plug into you, God. We're believing you for great and mighty things in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. We are off the air, and we just thank everybody for being here on today. Thank you for uh, 